Welcome back to another episode of A Gift from Adversity. My name is Julie Love. I'm your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we're recording episode 98. Before I introduce my guest tonight, I want to introduce my book, which is the same title as this podcast. It's called A Gift from Adversity. And if you go to Amazon, A Gift from Adversity by J. Love is available. The subtitle of my book is Overcoming Sexual Abuse, Domestic Violence, Bullying, and Homelessness. After I published this book in 2020, I got a lot of messages from all over the world sharing their adversities. And I felt very compelled last year that I wanted to start this podcast in not only sharing about our adversities, but also the tools that people use to overcome and a gift that came from it. And it's been an amazing experience for me to have the guests from all over the world and have this many episodes. And I'm really grateful for every single guest who came in and every single listeners who had listened to our podcast. So thank you. So let's invite tonight's guest. His name is Kigana. Hello. Hey, what's up, Joe? Thank you so much for coming to A Gift from Adversity podcast today. No, thank you for having me. So can you please introduce our audience, who you are, what you do, and if you have any social media that you want to promote? Yeah, um, my name is T Gunna. Uh, I'm a rapper, um, and I've been making music for quite some time. And um, you know, I music is like my journal. You know, I heard you over, you know, just a little while ago say that you wrote a book. Music, when I write music, that's my book. You know, um, it's my book of me. It's how I vent. It's how I um, cope. It's it's how I um, get through. You know. But um, social media, you can follow me at Tgunna Five Hundred Eight Brock. That's T G U N N A Five Hundred Eight B R O C K. Um, everywhere. If you type in Tgunna Tgunna Brockton, Tgunna New England, Tgunna you know New York, Florida, you know it's all attached to that. I pop up. Great, thank you so much for that. So, let's dive into our first question which is the adversity. So what was your adversity? Oh man, where do I start? Um, Can I list a few or just one? Yes, you can list a few. I think we all got a story, right? Of um, homelessness, right? Experiencing homelessness Um, at the workplace. Um, I was at a job for about nine years and almost nine years and I left. Um, there's so much, um, you know, there's, there's, there's so much, there's, um, there's so much, I don't even know where to begin, honestly, but yeah, we'll, we can talk about homelessness and, um, you know, when I worked in corporate. So where were you homeless? Um, it was a few times, like, you know, as a kid, um, you know, that's out of your control, right? You know, um. 
living with your mom and she's trying to figure it out. And um, as an adult, you know, post high school a few times, um, you know, sleeping in my car in between shifts, you know, um, but, you know, taking care of people, making sure people were okay. But I'm making money, right? But had nowhere to go, you know, at times. Um, but, you know, making sure that other people's bills was paid. It's just who I was and who I am. And, um, yeah. Let's talk about homelessness a little bit. Um, so I was homeless when I was 18 mm. in Tokyo. Well, yeah, it was devastating because um, all of my friends went to college straight away and I didn't have home and I didn't have money. So that was like extra pressure. So. When you were a child, you mentioned that you were homeless. Like, where were you guys living? Like, shelter? Yeah, we was in shelters. We was definitely in shelters. You know, you name it, food stamps, WIC, all that. We we experienced all the hardships, you know. Um, you know, I, I watched my mother struggle, cry, because she couldn't afford certain things. So, as a kid, you see that, and it sticks with you, and it just motivates you to become who I am right now. And, you know, nowadays I'm, I'm living a different type of lifestyle now. Completely different. So yeah. you mentioned another homelessness um, when you were 18 or so? Um, my mom kicked me out twice. <laughs> my mom kicked me out twice. Um, I, I don't really, you know, want to go too far in detail about why, but um, she saw how I was living my life at a certain time and she wasn't really agree really agreeing about it. So um but yeah, you know, I was trying to do the college thing and try to do the music thing and just trying to figure out life as a young adult and you know, it takes you places. So yeah. And I ended up um staying at um one of my friends, um, child's mother's house. Shout out to um, Alicia and her mother for that, um, letting me stay there for a couple of days. And then I was able to um, get a room out in Boston, living on Seaver Street. Um, and, you know, <laughs> the rest is history. So, really. So, I just want to let audience know the homelessness is something that it's put on a word like homelessness but when you actually are homeless and experience that i can't really describe with anybody who have never experienced the homelessness how miserable it is and how much tears that was shed and how much fear that I felt what's going to happen tomorrow what's going to happen now I remember I wrote in my book I gave my adversity a couple ways that I survived how in Japan is Denny's um like you can buy like 100 
yen, which is like a dollar coffee, like you no know, unlimited refill or something. And like three, four in the morning, I was at Denny's trying to like, you know, shield myself, and it was so miserable. I remember how incredibly um, sad I was. Do you remember some of the feelings and emotions, like when you were actually homeless? Like, can you explain to yeah. us? Yeah, I um, I felt like I was confused. Like I felt betrayed. Um, I felt like you know nobody really cared. But um, I had worked and just kept working. I had so I told you just you know a few minutes ago how I um, I ended up in um a room in Boston, and um, I performed in Worcester just like a few months prior. So the club owner saw my post on Facebook and he was like, yo, I got a room for you. And he was like, you can give me like $50 a week. So as you're transitioning and you're projecting, you're going higher and you're trying to, you know, rid yourself of certain environments and certain energies, you know, you find yourself right back in them, you know, coming home after working a double shift, <laughs> police kicked the door in and my sister had to come get me and then i ended up going back to my mother's house so like it, you know it goes without saying man like really um you just really gotta just bet on yourself every time and you just gotta keep jumping every hurdle that's in front of you no matter what yes so we're gonna save the two part for the second question oh yeah 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 i know, I know. Yeah. let's actually talk talk about different adversity that you went through that you Kind of mentioned several so one was the homelessness what are the other adversities that you experienced in your life um i worked at a job that i really really enjoyed and i was there for a little over eight years and um i had caught covid in 2020 and it was so bad it was severe um thought i was gonna die so i was like one of the the first to get it in this area like that you know a lot of because a lot of people know me in the area so like you know i went on facebook live and stuff like that so i was out of work in and out of work for like a month and a half almost two months and um you know just changed my whole entire psyche you know and i don't think that was really um understood and i was met with a lot of resistance and I was getting, you know, write-ups um, for showing up to, to meetings late. Um, and that was twice. Once was, um, I forgot exactly when, but the second time was when George Floyd was killed. And what that did to, I want to say, every person that looked like me or had a dark skin tone like me or it, especially men, like, you know, seeing a man die like that, um, it doesn't, you don't forget that type of stuff. And it, it really messed me up and threw me off. Um, and yeah, um, that was, and I was just met with walls and resistance. And um, I just felt like, you know, they were setting traps to get me out of there. You know, you know, this guy has a backbone, you know, having a backbone in corporate. It's like, you, you shouldn't have that if you, you know what I mean? Like that's that's what they want to train you to to think like you you can't think for yourself. You have to, you know, be a robot almost. 
So. So um, let me dissect a little bit. I know COVID was really hard for everybody. Um, did you actually lose somebody, like no friends or um, any family member? Um, I can't really confirm this or not, but, you know, the elders in my family, my mother was battling with um, health issues. And prior to her death, um, she had mentioned to my siblings that she couldn't breathe. She had trouble breathing. She was falling and stuff like that. And then, um, I mean, we were just so distraught over that, that we just didn't even want to get the autopsy. You know, we just didn't because we just like the way I found her, the way I found her in her apartment, lifeless. Um, and then her birthday was 11 days after that. And then, and then, you know, me facing um, reality on her birthday and getting arrested on her birthday. Um, there was a lot that happened. Um, stuff that, I, you know, I still can't really talk about, but, but yeah, um, a lot happened. So after losing her and losing nine other, 10 other people close to you, family, um, cousins, uncles, um, somebody who you saw as a father figure in your life since you were 16. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot to take on within nine, 10 months. That was in nine, 10 months, you lose 10, 11 people. And you're just like, why? Like, why is this happening? You know? Um, but yeah, that was 2021 for me. In a nutshell, 2021 into 2022, it was just a rough, rough ride. And um, again, thank you for reaching out to me um, for that role and um, just allowing me to try to dive back into what I loved, which was acting back then. So thank you. Well, I'm really um, sorry about the loss. Uh, one of um, the live audience, just committed Ezra even said, wow. Yeah, I lost a lot of people. I lost my, you know, relatives, a lot of relatives. <laughs> Passport Pudgy, he's a rapper, notable rapper in the area. Um, you know, my cousin Gerald, my mother, my aunt, my uncle, another cousin, another cousin who had just turned, I want to say he was about to turn 32 or 31 and he passed away you know it's it's just it's just a lot man you know um, but then you know you just find a way right so when you had this traumatic situation of being homeless mm -hmm. and the corporate job and COVID and then losing a lot of people in such a short amount of time how was how would you describe to our audience of your mental stage um how how can you say um what was your mental stage like well it was a domino effect um literally like you you leave corporate because you were mistreated you know because you know they were telling you to cut your hair they were telling you 
like making references about your hair, you know, because I chose to grow my hair out. And, you know, as a manager, um, I guess that was unethical. That was something that you shouldn't do, you know. Um, so that really just, you know, propelled me to just want to pursue what I wanted to pursue. And that was acting. And then fast forward, you get into acting, you you go through the classes, you conquer it. And you're, you're getting these opportunities. And then at the same time, these opportunities, you're losing people. And then when I lost my mother, it was just over for me. Like, I'm a mama's boy. I love my mother tooth and nail. Uh, anything she needed, I was there. Whether she, you know, threw me out or not, it didn't matter. I knew at the time I was, at the time I felt like what I was doing was right for me and, and to, to survive. But, you know, she's a God-fearing woman. She's a Christian woman. She's at church, you know, four or five days a week. She didn't even curse, you know. Um, and uh, she she just had, um, she, she saw a lot for me. And before she passed, um, I had made her proud. I had made her proud because she saw my climb. She saw my journey. She saw everything that I went through. She was able to see me get my my locks that she told me to get more than 10 years ago. She was happy with the fact that I was doing everything that I said I was gonna do. And when she passed away, a lot of me, like, I felt like went with her. And then I had to find that again. I had to find those happy moments, those find happy spaces. Um, to show up for other people. I never stopped doing that. And it's just really just tough. But yeah, it took a lot um, to really bounce back from that. Um, I'm still trucking. It's still hard every day. So her, her specifically that, like I lost my father in 2017, but her death, I would say definitely, um, did a lot it's just like you just don't forget things like she was alone she went and she didn't like nobody knew what was going on so um but yeah i uh every day you still fight right we're never going to be whole we never are ever going to be whole but we work every day even if we apply that 1%, we're 1% better than the day prior. So, um, and that's what I do. I focus on being positive and just being optimistic and just putting out good energy. And um, I'm loud. So got to find those spaces to, to be me again. And I do. Keep them in my pocket when I'm ready. <laughs> So I just want to address a little bit about, um, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss, losses. Thank you. And Appreciate it. Yes. And then thank you so much for coming to the podcast and sharing this story, personal story with our audience. It means a lot. And I just want to really ask you a question. Mm -hmm. When you are in a depressed stage or a really sad stage, as Black male, um, mm -hmm. I'm Asian, female, 
like I have certain cultural expectation as uh, Asian women or Japanese women that are supposed to be devoted, are supposed to be not emotional, are supposed mm-hmm. to be kind of perfect um, in social situations. However, I mess inside. As a black male um, growing up, was there any stigma talking about how you felt? Say, for instance, how maybe you are angry, um, sad that you are able to show the vulnerability, or did you feel a stigma that you have to kind of hide it? Um, you know, there was one thing about me, like I had a, a real anger problem, like since I was a kid, I was a live wire, I was a hard head. Um, I'm not gonna lie, like <laughs> I was bad, <laughs> but. Um, at, at times, you know, I was an emotional roller coaster, you know, and um, I mean, even today, right? Like, you know, you got your, your, you know, your friends, and you know, you pick and choose what you want to say to them. You know, some you you got the people you can vent to, and then you got the people you, you know you can't vent to, and you know, stuff like that. But like, you know, when you're alone, you pick your moments where if you gotta shed a tear till you do it you know or if you have a safe space with somebody you know and you know they make you feel human right um you know you can be as you know as emotional as you need to be and uh you know i definitely at the end of the day like i i value the people i have around me i I value um the relationships and the rapport that i have around me to allow me to um pour into them and and vice versa you know, um, I have outlets, you know, um, the gym is definitely one of my biggest outlets. Like I love being in there. I could be myself, um, whether people <laughs> want to communicate or not, didn't matter to me. I'm there cause I love being there, you know, and that's an outlet for me and that's what works. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you always hear, you know, um, you gotta be a man, you know, you can't, say this or do this, you know, you're, you're a man, you're a boy, you know, you gotta move like this, or, you know, you can't, you can't talk like this, or you gotta walk like this and stuff like that. But me, I never really cared about fitting in anybody's narrative. Like I've always changed the narrative, no matter where I'm at. Like I I show up as me, like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, I don't, I never cared about what people thought of me because there's so many sides to my coin. And they're still on, you know, one side and there's so many other sides. So, you know, people are going to judge you for no matter what you do. So it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, just be yourself. Be yourself. Be you. Walk in your power. That's it. So thank you so much for sharing that. Let's actually move on to the second question, which are the tools that you use to overcome these multiple adversities. You Mm -hmm. mentioned a lot of things um, before, but I want to emphasize this, Tigana. I, Tigana, I just want to let you know, this is absolutely my favorite part of the podcast because every single guest that we had, 97 guests so far, you are the 98th guest, mm-hmm. went through these extreme adversities. But then typically people will say, oh, go find a therapist, talk to therapists, but that's not the solution. And 
I know that from that first hand experience about my adversities or my multiple adversities. And every guest that came to the show, show had shared something unique that is very tangible and then um, applicable for getting over adversity. So what would you say, you mentioned multiple things, that mm -hmm. tools that you use to overcome your adversity that worked the best? I mean, you know, again, my mom, <laughs> no matter whether I was outside or, you know, getting into trouble or whatever, right? You know, she instilled a lot of core values in me. Um, sometimes I get mad with myself because, like, you know, I'm putting other people and how they feel before me. But um, I would say the gym, writing my music, um, definitely, you know, chopping up with my friends and just, you know, just going for mine, man, and just working. I work a lot. I like to work. I like to keep busy. Um, working helps, you know, um, interacting and networking, meeting new people, you know, that helps too, you know, because de depending on if they're like-minded individuals and you can find a way to help each other, right? Because that's what we're supposed to do to make our lives easier. You know, if you have that mindset, then, you know, your life will become easier. But if you don't, and you shut out, and you know, shut down and you're closed-minded, you know, you're only hindering yourself. So um, I just look into just gym, writing my music, um, spending time with loved ones, and just putting out good energy and just making sure that I'm always transparent and I'm always honest. And I'm always honest in the moment about how I'm feeling and allow myself to feel whatever it is I need to feel and not shy away from that and not turn the other cheek. That's so beautiful. When you are writing the music, your lyrics, um, does it help you to get through your hardship? And do you incorporate those kind of vulnerable feelings that you may not be able to share otherwise? I got a couple songs that's, that's gonna drop soon that I really get to, um, touch on a lot of these things because I, I, you know, this whole narrative about, you know, what we're supposed to do and what we're supposed to say, what we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to feel like, I don't care about none of that. You know, I literally don't care about what the the status quo is or, or what the, the norm, you know, I, I'm, I'm abnormal. I, I do, I go against the, you know, I go against the grain every time. So uh, writing my music definitely helps. And my music doesn't sound like everybody else's in this area. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like anybody else's. It doesn't. Because to everybody else, they got to sound a certain kind of way. They got to look a certain kind of way. They got to do a certain kind of thing. I don't do none of that. Like, I just, I know where I come from. I know what I've been through. I know what I've lost. I know what I've, <laughs> all the losses I've taken. You know, everything, you know. Um, so I, I just, I focus more so now on the wins. We want to put the wins in the column and music has definitely helped in the gym. Well, thank you so much for that. I just want to really comment on it because when you went through, like when you go through certain adversities, like myself mm -hmm. too, like, like what you said, you, you know what you lost and then you know what you have and it's a perspective that we learn after going through extreme adversities and you are so right 
about going after what you want without thinking about what people might say or what kind of stereotype or biases that they put on us. Right. So usually, like I'm Japanese female living in America, I'm like super aware of that. Everywhere I go, a lot of places I go, I'm the only Japanese. I am the only person. And then I don't care. I really don't care because I struggled. I was homeless and then I earned money to get a scholarship to come to Berkeley College of Music, which was my dream school. And I earned money by working really hard. I don't care. I really don't care about what people say about me. Like I know what I lost like you. So sometimes I just want to comment. It's not we are rebelling against the society. It's about the resilience that you are here. You could be gone. I could be gone right. a long time ago with the pressure that we had and mental health issues that was never addressed growing up. We never had help. Like me and you, I think we grew up in completely different countries. You grew up in America. I grew up in Japan. But we went through homelessness that's universal. And no matter where you are, like some people told me I was at, um, I was hired as a motivational speaker for a woman who just got out of prison system. And I was talking to them about how I was homeless, like you were. And they said, oh, I didn't know Asian people go through that. So I'm like, yes, we do. Like, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. Dead, it, adversities, they do not discriminate right. what you are, who, where you are. So just to emphasize what you say and support what you say, what people pressure us to be certain stereotype and what you should do music-wise or how you say things or how you live your life, at the end of the day, we all die and then we all lose things. So like my message is really go after what you want. Thank you. Yes. What do you think? What do you say to that? Um, I mean, where do I begin? I, I mean, going after what you want and um, like, it's just, I don't know. Once you start getting into the, you know, the stories and stuff like that, you start to feel these things, right? Like, um, you know, I worked so hard. I had to work so hard to acquire everything that I have, you know, from, you know, networking to getting the, the car dealership, whether we made money, took losses, didn't matter. We still had it. You know, we, we had it, you know, cause we know where we started. Like, it's just, I'm sorry, I'm getting off topic, but you just really just think about everything that you go through and you get through. And then people that are around you that just take it full advantage of it, that just really don't appreciate what you do and don't really appreciate the energy that you bring and, you know, and what they're learning from you, what they're experiencing from you. Like, it's just a lot of, 
things that I went through in the last two years that I don't ever want to really deal with again, you know? So, but sorry, what was the question? <laughs> well, I was um, really reflecting of what you said prior, where you said you don't really care about what people say, like you just want yeah. to, you because you lost something and then you know what your worth is and you know what your value is. But you said your music is kind of different than the other people and they don't care, it doesn't matter because you are you and then really going after what you want other than feeling the pressure or people trying to put you in the box because we are resilient. Yeah, I mean, my music, so the thing is, it's not even like I'm daring to, like even trying to be different. It's not even like I'm trying. Like, uh, you know, I'm not trying to go gung-ho, you know, and, and be like, yeah, I wanna be different. I'm just being myself. And I, and I feel like, you know, whether you, you're trying to be yourself or you're trying to be something else, either way, it's gonna rub, you know, people the wrong way. But at the end of the day, like, as far as like, you know, this quote unquote, fit in the mold and being a stereotype, I don't care about anybody's stereotype, you know, come get to know me, come have a conversation with me, find out who I am, you know, like, like just because you hear my name and, oh, what does he rap about? You know, or what is this guy? You know, like, just come have a conversation with me. You know, I'm not like every other person or, you know, whatever the stereotype quote unquote is, you know, being a black male or whatever. Um, um, you know, I, yeah, I don't have kids, but I've lost kids. You know what I'm saying? People don't know that. So it's like, there's a lot, man. You know, you just got to keep going and don't allow things to hinder you in life. So as far as stereotypes, I don't, I don't really see myself, you know, fit in any of those categories. You know, I just, I'm just me. So, and I'm always going to be me, whether people accept it, like it, hate it, love it, doesn't matter, you know? Um, just put out good energy and just be a good person, be genuine. And as long as you're not snaking anybody and trying to cut corners and trying to get over on people, at the end of the day, you know, you, you got God in your heart, you trust God, and you know he's just gonna make a way for you, that's it. Well, thank you so much. So my last question for you um, on this podcast is a gift that came from the adversity. So what would you say a gift that came from your adversity? Um, I mean, wow. Um, when I left it, you know, in my job in 2020 and I pursued um, acting, um, I was in rooms with people that, you know, and it happened so fast, you know, you get into these movie sets and stuff like that and well tv sets and you're learning you, you're meeting these people these these great you know uh producers and these actors and, and stuff like that so like that was a gift you know meeting and networking people with, with people and um uh, i would say just you know showing how resilient i really am um and just showing that you know doesn't matter what you look like or what you're trying to do you know just be yourself and I was able to find that even more so when I left, because I was like, you know what? If me being myself is causing all this commotion and me being myself 
is taken away from the fact that I'm doing a good job here at this company, then I need to leave. I need to explore other options. And I did. So, you know, you find yourself, trust yourself, and just never give up on yourself. That's my gift. Well, thank you so much for coming to a gift university today. I just want to ask one more favor from you. Yeah. If there's somebody out there who's listening to this podcast and maybe they were going through a similar situation as you when you are young and stuff, what is your biggest advice that you can give to those people? Make as many mistakes as you can early on because, you know, when you become an adult, those mistakes have consequences. Um, just make a lot of mistakes, not necessarily make a lot of mistakes. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to challenge yourself. Um, do not get complacent, you know, um, and just always, 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 always be yourself. No matter what, um, just be yourself. There's going to be people that really appreciate that. That really, 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 really will love you for that. Um, and just ball hard, man. That's it. Just ball hard. Well, thank you so much again for sharing your time and story with us. Thank you, Jerry, for having me. Absolutely. So this is the end of the show. And I have more guests coming in and I'm very excited that we are very close to episode 100. So thank you again, everyone and have a wonderful night.